This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I don't no, understand. you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an illegal no. thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Pizza we have tonight. Uh, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. We all know the risks of being on social media, but have you ever thought about the biggest risk? Do you mean getting murdered? A victim inside the house had been shot. That victim was 20-year-old Pop Smoke. I'm Jillian Lee Garner. And I'm Courtney Bell. We're the host of I Met My Murderer Online, the only true crime podcast to tell the tragic tales of how the internet can lead the unsuspecting into devastating dates with death. The search warrant resulted in the findings of a fresh dig area. You will hear from all who were involved in the case, the investigators, the droplets of blood, victims' family members. That was our baby. My baby's gone. And even the murderer themselves. I held it for three or four minutes until I knew she was dead. If you're a fan of true crime, then you'll want to listen to season two of I Met My Murderer online on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I guess I'm not the surprise you were expecting. Well, I try to surprise you, my listening audience, for this podcast every week with something new, even something I found surprising about the predators I've caught. But the line, I guess I'm not the surprise you were expecting, comes from a sting we did in 2006 in Petaluma, California. And this particular predator I caught was a 34-year-old named Jeff Couture. And Jeff is significant for a lot of reasons. One, he didn't even blink an eye 
early in his chat with a decoy from Perverted Justice, posing as a 13-year-old girl named Amazing Ava Grace. And he's also notable because of his grooming. Jeff Couture was a bright guy, well-educated, attended Dartmouth, an Ivy League guy, worked in engineering, had a girlfriend who was a doctor. And yet here he is, over the course of two days, grooming and ultimately having a sexually explicit conversation with someone who he thought, and he admitted he thought this, was a 13-year-old girl. Now, the chat reveals he is a bright guy. And what's particularly frightening about a fellow like this is that they use their intelligence to groom. And while I've said this before, that many of the predators' chats follow a template, this one is particularly interesting because he's so adept at doing it, so much so that I would find it virtually impossible that this was his first time. And as you'll hear later, he does admit to other chats, and he admits to having child pornography. And you'll be shocked when you hear his excuse for keeping that child porn on his various tablets and phones in his interview with detectives. Petaluma is in Northern California, as you may know, in Sonoma country, right next to Napa. All of it is wine country. It's a beautiful little town. And we went to Petaluma for a couple of different reasons to catch a predator and perverted justice. And one of them was that way back in around 1993, when I was a first year correspondent for NBC News, there was a case there where a young girl named Polly Class was abducted, sexually assaulted, and killed by a drifter, essentially, who came in through a bedroom window and snatched her. Shockingly, almost unbelievably, but that's exactly what happened. And so Petaluma has always been a significant place for me because that case was so impactful on me, so disturbing. I actually stayed in contact for a long time with Polly Class's father, who's an advocate now. Wonderful guy, tragic loss. So Jeff Couture, who goes online by the name of Jeffy Six, finds amazing Ava Grace in a chat room. And he jumps right in. Hello, Ava. Do I know you, she says. Nope. Just looking for peeps to chat with. Cool, she says. I'm Jeff, 34, male, San Francisco. You? I'm Ava. Duh. You know, he's already said her name. 13, female, near San Francisco. 13, female, near San Francisco. Now, what does he say? Oh, you're too young for me. This is inappropriate. Thanks. Bye. No, 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 none of that. He says, cool. What you doing on chat? I don't know. Hanging out, she says. My mom is going to Vegas in just a bit. Hmm. 
so I'm totally just hanging out, she says. And right away, this stranger, this 34-year-old engineer, Ivy League educated, asks, what's she doing there? Like it's any of his business. Like there's anything remotely appropriate about a 34-year-old man chatting with a 13-year-old girl. She's going to leave for the airport soon, she says. I don't know. Going with her boyfriend. Leaving you home alone, says Jeffy Six. Yep. I'm way excited about it, says the girl. Damn, lucky you. What is a 34-year-old man doing chatting with a 13-year-old girl? Well, we're going to find out. And as you'll hear in just a little bit here, Jeffy Six, Jeff Couture, is one of those guys who knows exactly what he's doing. He doesn't even try to lie to me and say he was just coming over to protect the girl or to talk to the girl. He does say that he wasn't even sure he'd go through with it, but he backtracks and admits he's got a problem. You'll hear about that shortly. Then he says, trying to ingratiate himself with the girl, my parents would always have someone look after us when they went away. Well, that's probably why you never met anybody inappropriate online, Jeffy, like you're trying to do right now. Yep, I'm way excited about it, she says. I'm in high school now, she says. That's fucking sweet, says Jeffy Six. She said I could stay by myself, says Ava. You gonna have a party? Thinking about it, you totally should. When does she come back? Monday, perfect. Yep, I'm way excited about it. She says for like the fourth time. You should at least have a small one with your friends. Now, he's corrupting her into doing something she shouldn't be doing. Now, it wouldn't be the first time a 13-year-old had a house party. But as you'll hear, Jeppy then starts to whittle away at this notion of being the older fellow, suggesting she have a party of sorts, to him being the only party guest. And now he's going to probe some more. You could have a lot of fun with a boyfriend, no parents, and a hot tub for the weekend. Oh, yes. By the way, if you recall, in Petaluma, we had an inflatable hot tub in the backyard. We used it as a prop, and it worked. No boyfriend, she says. Sucks to be me. Well, if you throw a party, maybe you'll find one. Hmm. Gee, who could that boyfriend be, Jeffy Six? Then he asks if she's going to school tomorrow. Friday and all. Eh, not sure. Haven't decided. Thinking of cutting. Thinking? Yeah, well, school only started yesterday. What's there to think about? Again, the corrupting influence. You live in the East Bay? He asks North. Cool. Are your parents divorced? Again, trying to wheedle his way into this girl's life. Find her vulnerabilities. Yep. Where's your dad live? He lives in Washington. You ever see him? Not anymore. Is that good? I guess. LOL. So you're a freshman this year. Back to school. Topics. We talk about high school. MySpace. Then he says, I think I'm the last person in San Francisco under 40 without MySpace. Remember in 2006, a lot of people were still using that. Mostly our decoys, the perverted justice decoys used chat rooms on AOL and Yahoo back in those days, but MySpace was popular. Don't you think I'm a bit old for you? He says. 
Then Ava gives him a compliment. I think you're beautiful. Thanks. Do you have any more pics he wants? Now, if this were really a 13-year-old girl who was vulnerable, who was going to be home alone with a hot tub, feeling her oats, she would have no idea that this inappropriately aged man had a history and an obsession with having sex with young girls that he had possessed and coveted by his own admission images of child pornography. This is the guy who will ultimately, after two days conversing online, will get on his motorcycle and drive up from San Francisco. This engineer, this Ivy League educated man dating a doctor is going to ride his motorcycle up to Petaluma to have sex with a 13-year-old girl. Are you wearing lipstick in this second one, he asks about a photo. Maybe it looks good. So why don't you have a boyfriend probing further? I was seeing this guy, but he moved. Aw, when was that? End of school, meaning the year before. And you didn't find a new one all summer? What did you do all summer? No, not really. Boys around here are stupid, he says, LOL. Boys everywhere are stupid, he says. You just have to get used to that. Oh, who's going to be stupid now, Jeffy says. See how stupid you look when you come into our backyard. And then he gets a little nervous. Wants to make sure mom's going to be gone. Should he decide to visit? There's talk of a hot tub party. He's anxious about her inviting other friends her age. Alternating between someone might tell, someone might not think it's appropriate. Or some, he says, might want to be with him and it might make the girl jealous. Or might make the other girls jealous because Ava Grace is with a 34-year-old man, as if. Then he shows a hint of suspicion. He says, you're prodding me for what I want to do and not telling me what's on your mind. She's 13. Jeff says, just be honest. What's on my mind is what you were talking about earlier. Being naked in the hot tub. He brought that up earlier. With you, LOL. Does it excite you to be naked with a man you don't even know? I'm sort of shy to say, she says. And then, question he's been waiting to ask. Are you a virgin, Ava? Yeah. Is that bad, she asks. How much experience do you have? No, it's not bad. I'm like the only one in my whole group of friends that still is. He's getting excited now. They pick on me all the time. Are you thinking that you might like to have sex with someone this weekend? With someone? Are you thinking you might want to have sex with me this weekend? Would you want to, she asks. Is that relevant to your response? Sort of, yeah. Is that relevant to your response? You're talking to a 13-year-old kid. Predator. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. Then he says, what would you say if I told you that I'm laying in my bed completely naked right now? That it sounds like you're dressed for the hot tub, she says. These decoys are pretty witty. 
So do you want to? She asks. I have a huge erection that I got from chatting with you, says Jeffy Six. Really? Yes. Have you ever seen a man with a heart on? Ugh. Like only on one of those movies. My friend Robin, her brother had one playing when I stayed the night. Seen one in person, he asks. Nope. Boyfriends? Nope. That's sort of why everyone picks on me. Because I guess I'm a... What did they call it? But you've seen your boyfriends naked when you skinny dipped. Well, yeah. But you asked if I'd seen a hard-on in person. Kissed guys before? Nothing else? Well, kissed and like some touching and stuff, she says. Ever licked your pussy? Now he's hooked. In the mind of a predator, someone who is addicted, someone who has a compulsion, there's no turning back for this guy. Nope. She says, would you like me to? If you want to. I think it could be cool, she says. Cool. I think I would like to. Have you ever experimented with your girlfriends? Ah. Nope. I don't have any friends that are that close, she says. Dan, you got me thinking about all sorts of things I shouldn't be. Then there's more talk of logistics. When he's going to be there. If neighbors will see him arrive. The location of the hot tub. And then, before you know it, here comes Jeffy Six, the Ivy League educated Jeff Couture, the engineer, comes zooming up on his motorcycle. Now he pulls right into our garage with his motorcycle, pops off his helmet, fixes his hair, Got his leather jacket on, his motorcycle riding jacket. Rochelle, he's uh, heading towards the back. He's greeted by the on-site decoy. An attractive young woman, working for us, posing as 13-year-old Hiva Grace. Hey! Hello. You made it! You look even better in person. And he's very excited. I mean, he sets his helmet down, sits down at the outside bar, the decoy Rochelle has frozen lemonade drinks ready. He's him a compliment, as you heard. And he's all in. Jeffy is. Have a seat. I made some drinks. Wow. I made frozen lemonade. You can pour you one. Excellent. Most of the suspected predators we meet claim they weren't doing anything wrong. But as you'll soon hear, this next man admits he has a problem. Decided to bring the motorcycle. Oh, that's hot. Maybe we can go for a ride later. You bet. You bet. He wants to take it for a ride on his motorcycle later. Decoy Rochelle steps away behind a wall. And the idea is that she's going to slip into her bathing suit. He continues the conversation, Jeffy does, from the patio. So what do you want to do? Uh, what do you have in mind? I asked you first. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you were supposed to be in the hot tub already. Oh, I'm just getting dressed. I've got a surprise for you. Now he follows her voice. And there's a partition there between where the hot tub is on the patio and where I'm standing waiting to confront this guy with a monitor. Ronnie Knight, my security guy is there and the crew is there too. Now all this is covered by hidden cameras, obviously. But he takes off his leather jacket. He goes over to this partition and he peers over it 
see what she's doing, if she's getting undressed or changing into her surprise bathing suit. And I figure it's about time that I confront him. Transcripts in hand, I do just that. I guess I'm probably not the surprise you expected, am I? You are exactly surprised. Why don't you uh, have a seat over there for me? I use my line about not being the surprise he expected, and then he says, you are exactly the surprise I expected. Hmm. I wonder which surprise he's talking about. It doesn't appear that he's seen our predator investigations in the past. It's more likely based upon the conversation he thinks I'm the police. You're exactly what I was expecting. I am. Pretty much. Then why did you come anyway? You know, I don't know. Because I'm really stupid. I'll tell you, I spent a lot of time online in the last 10 years. Yeah. Developing these stupid fantasies. Stupid fantasies. Now, he's going to sit and talk to me for quite some time. He's taken his track jacket off. Now he's just in a t-shirt. And he's settling in. And in a way, and he says this as well, it's almost as if he wanted to get caught. Or at least that's the story he's trying to sell. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. I actually went so far a few months ago as to delete my ideas, just get rid of it all. You knew you had a problem. I knew I had a problem. And then the other day, I got back online. Is this addiction? Is it, is, it, totally. is, it, is it loneliness? Is it something that you have tried to get help for in the past? Or? I haven't tried to get help. I've tried to deal with it myself. And I'm genuinely curious here, you know, and I still am today, all these years later, as to exactly what these guys are thinking. And I had it explained to me recently on a live show we did on True Blue, my streaming crime network. And a lawyer who defends these guys likens it to people who have a heroin addiction. They know there's a 30% chance that there could be a lethal dose of fentanyl in the heroin, but they want the heroin so badly, they get it anyway. These guys like Jeffy and the guys we continue to catch in our takedown investigations on True Blue, they know there's a 30% chance, maybe less, probably less, that they'll get caught that it's a federal agency, a sheriff's department, or me collaborating with all of the above, but their addiction is so strong they come anyway. And that's what Jeffy is trying to tell me here, that he knew it was wrong. He even deleted his online IDs, but then got back on. And here he is. Developed this stupid, irrational fantasy. Meeting a 13-year-old girl. Well, you know, 13 is actually way younger than than I would ever be interested to be. He claims that 13 was a little bit too young for him, that he'd prefer a 16 or 17-year-old. But he's here. And his chat left no doubt that he would have consummated this relationship had there really been a 13-year-old girl and had we not been there. You haven't asked have I ever seeked help. Maybe I just did. I fully expected that this was a sin. But is there a part of you that really wishes there was this 13-year-old girl here? You know what? And not me and the I, rest of this? I, I don't know if there is. If there are really a 13-year-old girl who looked like your friend there, then, then I don't know. Um. <laughs> yeah, so 
No, he'd prefer a 16 or 17-year-old, but if it was a 13-year-old girl who looked like the onside decoy, whom he refers to as, quote, my friend, then he'd go for it. What? Come on, Jeffy. And then I ask him what I often ask these guys. is like, look, it's not like you're a troll or something. I mean, you're a bad human for doing what you're doing, but you could find an age-appropriate woman. And he admits to me he's got a girlfriend. When you're a good-looking guy, presumably you could get dates. Absolutely. I have a girlfriend. You have a girlfriend? Mm-hmm. She's um, a doctor. A doctor. How's that going to go over? No, it's not going to go over well. But he did bring the wine. He admits that. He was going to get condoms. He didn't have time. I'm guessing that wasn't going to stop him from having sex with this girl once everybody loosened up with some wine. Did you bring any wine with you? Or? I did. You did? Mm-hmm. Or a 13-year-old girl? Condoms? Uh, <laughs> I intended to, and uh, I was running late, and I didn't. I honestly, I don't think I was going to have sex with a 13-year-old girl. And then it came time in the conversation to tell him exactly why I'm not the surprise he was expecting. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. He finds out he'll be appearing on national television. Well, that's actually unexpected. So you thought I was a police officer? Yeah, I have no idea who you are. Yeah, what do you do now? He grabs his leather jacket, his helmet... And I'm guessing he thought this was over. His mind still trying to come to grips with the fact that he's going to be on television at some point. But that's the least of his immediate worries because here come the Petaluma police detectives. They take him down. He's arrested and taken to... uh, mobile home set up that the Petaluma police and the other detectives involved in this case had set up for interrogation. And again, he admits a whole lot of bad stuff. It was a fantasy. And it frustrated me that that fantasy wasn't reality. It frustrated him that this fantasy wasn't a reality. I guess that's his reasoning for showing up in the sting. He says he couldn't stop. And then he talks about the child porn. It's like a drug. It's like it was definitely an addiction. I fell back into it and recently have had feelings of excitement about uh, the idea of a young girl losing her innocence. The detective asks him about his computer. Any pictures, sexually explicit pictures of children on it? I might. From uh, I saved all the pictures that anyone sent me when I was chatting with them in the chat rooms. And these would be pictures someone sent you? Yes people you're chatting with at the time that were children? Yes. I thought I might regret deleting them. I thought maybe, you know, I might want to masturbate to them at some point. More of our story in a moment. That's right. He admits that children had sent him sexually explicit pictures and that he thought about deleting them But he didn't want to because he thought he might want to masturbate to them as he looked at them. And this goes back to what I've always said about child porn and what experts in this particular field of psychiatry say. And that there is a definite link between offending or showing up at a sting like this and viewing child pornography. It's undeniable. 
So this whole notion that guys can look at child porn online and that's how they get their excitement and they don't actually offend, that's all nonsense. The vast majority will ultimately offend. Just another reason why child porn is such a horrific crime, along with the fact that every time it's viewed, it's the violation, another violation of a child. Detectives did find illicit images of children on his computer. He was not charged criminally with possessing child porn, but he was charged with the crimes associated with his arrest in the state. Lewd and lascivious behavior with a minor contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Ultimately, he was found guilty, pleaded. He served four months in jail, 36 months of probation, and is a registered sex offender for life. I reached out to Jeff Couture, and I know I have the right number because he said his name on his voicemail. He's living in the San Francisco Bay Area and apparently, as best as we can tell, is working as a carpenter. And as part of his probation, he had to participate in court-ordered therapy for sex offenders. And we see no evidence that he's reoffended. There's been no evidence that he's gotten back online to try to chat with children. And again, it's impossible to tell for sure, but there's nothing we've come across. And we do a pretty thorough search. I left a voicemail for Jeff. And as of this recording, he has not gotten back to me. I'll keep you posted. As you know, I like to hear from all of you. And honestly, it's one of my favorite parts about doing this podcast. I think I've mentioned before, it's therapeutic to me, cathartic. It's a form of therapy in a way for me to go back, talk about all this and resolve some of these cases in my mind to help understand it all. Because in the moment of doing these stings, and actually when I finish this recording, I'm going off to do another sting operation. I'll tell you about that next week. It's a lot to carry with you, you know, and I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing, but it is a form of therapy, this podcast. But it's also very fulfilling to know that people care and people care enough to send in their questions, either written or via audio file. And it's also very fulfilling that we have listeners and devoted viewers of True Blue who are now spanning three generations, including Grace, who just graduated from high school, who sent in this question from South Carolina. Hello, Mr. Hansen. This is Grace listening in from Rock Hill, South Carolina. I just wanted to say as a recent high school graduate, thank you from the bottom of my heart from all the work you've done for kids my age and now younger over the years. If I may really quickly also say, your podcast and the stories of men you've caught inspired the 20-page essay which helped me graduate high school. Anyway, my question is, have you ever purposefully set up a sting around a city or an area known for its high rates of sex trafficking? If so, or even if not, would you please consider setting up a sting in the Charlotte, North Carolina area? 
I believe the police would be willing to cooperate with you and your team. However, I really don't want to even pretend I'm in the full know of how all that works. Thank you so much once again, and have a wonderful rest of your day. Well, thank you, Grace. You know, it's a bit ironic that the sting where Jeff Couture was caught was in Petaluma. And as I explained, that was the scene of a heinous crime and one of the reasons we went there. In terms of going to a place because we believe or authorities believe has a high concentration of predators, I think we could do these stings in any city across the country and we would get pretty much the same results. But I'm going to take you up on your suggestion, Grace, and I'm going to reach out. And you never know. We may be doing a sting there soon. I appreciate it. And thanks for sending us your question. If you are looking to find me, you can do so all over social media. Official Chris Hansen on Instagram, at Chris Hansen, Twitter, all over Facebook. TikTok, have a seat with Chris Hansen. True Blue, my streaming crime network. Very proud of all the work we've done there. Many new predator investigations. We call them Takedown with Chris Hansen. Check that out. T-R-U-B-L-U, watch trueblue.com for details. Also, at least a dozen new documentaries in the pipeline, investigative documentaries, including one on sextortion, which has become a passion project for us at True Blue. That'll be out soon. And as always, you can reach out to me at chris at predatorpodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening.